0: episode 21 of the record night podcast i'm ryan i'm chris and what do we do here chris
1: well we choose a theme we each bring a record night theme we just hang out talk about it and um sometimes we drink sometimes we don't
0: perfect well tonight <laughs> our theme is our the worst albums by our favorite bands uh, yeah uh which i i had thought up a while ago mm-hmm. um because I was listening to my favorite band and their their worst album. Like I I've had one picked out for this the whole time. It was never, oh, yeah. never once any question uh, that, right? that it wouldn't be this. Um, I
1: I, uh, I didn't want to pick a band that uh, that I'd done before, but I couldn't not pick this record. suck right. <laughs> out immediately. Well, but, before
0: uh, we get into it, if you like these themes that we do, or if you have any themes of your own, or you just want to chat with us about what you would do for your themes, uh, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, uh, at record night pod, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash record night, or you can just email us classic style at record night pod at gmail.com.
1: Yeah. Perfect. That, and I think that's all you need to know about us when it comes to contacting us. Yeah. Three different ways. They're all fine. <laughs> but, exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I just got back from Arkansas yesterday. Very cool. Yeah, I've I was just on... been
0: in regular <laughs> Kansas.
2: Kansas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: we went on a short little getaway, just me and my wife and the and the dog. And uh, man, uh, so we rented a cabin that was nice. Well, it was a cabin that was closest closest to like uh, where we we're gonna go, Mount Magazine, uh, when we were there. There are other ones, but they were really expensive. We were like, all right, we'll pick one. And so we got this one, that was about thirty minutes away from our magazine. Right, not a big deal. That's not bad. Uh, so, uh, man, I when we got to the place we're going to, we unpacked and we were going to get, get food. And whereas the closest um thing <clears throat> to our area is a dollar Dollar General, about twenty minutes away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so and then uh, that Dollar General's ten minutes away from Mount Magazine. Yeah.
1: Perfect. <laughs> Actually the opposite way. But um <laughs> But but there is a Walmart a good forty five minutes to an hour away. So we went there to the Walmart and picked up some stuff and came back. But man, driving to we went three places, went to Mount Magazine, Mount Nebo and a quartz quarry. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh but we went to Mount Nebo the first time. But honestly, I've never seen I've never seen places more rural and isolated in my life it was yeah like people were like rednecks these are hillbillies so like <laughs> it was fucking crazy man
0: they're um, williams who live amongst the hills yeah and uh they're hillbillies
1: they were and they were fine i mean like i don't know how to it was trump country big time because that's what i saw every other every other mile somewhere where a, a human shouldn't put a Trump poster. Which, in my view, is everywhere, but like in their yard. Like, yeah. Well, like twelve foot up on just on poles. So I'm like, who is posting that? Thinking that that like who is, sees that sign and says, you know what? I'm gonna vote for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, but um.
0: Hey, this guy really cares. He climbed twelve feet up onto a pole.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, I've never seen places more rural in my life. A bunch of virgin land. But yeah, we went we went hiking in Mount Nebo, which has the steepest, scariest roads ever driven in my life. Oh like, really? Yeah, like you know, um, driving up it, it said steep, crooked roads, ten miles per hour. So you know, I have a little car. So going up a hill that's probably a forty-five degree angle, um, and my car is fucking terrifying. Uh, the the Mount um, Magazine's roads were one hundred percent fine, but I'm back. We made it. My I have blisters on my feet, and it's good to be back uh, on this in, on a in a, like a, a semi-urban area. Like you know, I, I, a lot of people love road places, and and hey, I I dig it too. But um, I I, I was lucky to have signal when I did have signal. Like right, <laughs> yeah, because most most of it being on the road, I'm like, well, we're just fucking using the GPS because it remembers where we were when we had signal. <laughs> but that's what uh, ends yeah. up
0: happening to me when I make the drive out to Colorado to go see yeah. my family. Um, it's always like. I lose signal, like, right outside of Topeka. Yeah. And then about nine hours later, I have signal again uh, once I'm, like, hitting the more kind of uh, suburban areas of Colorado. And it's like, what? If something happens in that nine hours, I'm fucked.
1: Do you have to go in any mountain passes on the way to Colorado? No, they live...
0: No, it's, dude, it's flat. It's (laughs) so boring until you hit the mountains, but my family's not on the opposite side of the mountains. They're on the, the, this side of the mountains.
1: But can you see it from where you live? The mountains? Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're like a 15 minute drive.
1: Nice. So did you do any hiking in when you lived in Colorado?
0: Oh yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. We're very outdoorsy. (laughs) <laughs> i've still i've still got that in me somewhere i just need to find places around here that scratch that itch there's not very yeah, it's, many
1: it's it's hard right kansas is flat and boring mm-hmm. um,
0: i bought a bike and that's kind of doing it i'm a bike boy now
1: <laughs> oh you're you're one of those guys you're a biker
0: <laughs> yeah but it's like i didn't buy a super fancy bike i bought one i was like this one looks like the 90s i want this
1: so uh we should talk about what we're drinking real quick what do you got going on? <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um We have run out of beer, uh, but some friends of ours who um, were helping out with the Kansas City Renaissance Fest were gifted a bunch of, like, leftover wine spritzers. So, they gave some to us. So, I've got this barefoot wine red sangria spritzer uh, in this tiny can. It's carbonated. It's very very crushable. So, like, it's like drinking juice, but... Man, these these boys get you. Let me tell
1: you, <laughs> I am drinking a brunch muffin, vanilla lemon zest and blueberry by Tartfruit Ale by uh, fuck. Oh yeah, Little uh, Lost Forty Brewing Company in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um,
0: sponsor us, Lost Forty Eight.
1: Yeah, no, they're pretty good. Uh, Lost Forty um, and sponsor they, us, Lost Forty. <laughs> sponsor us to first forty eight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, we I had a bunch of this where we were. Um, Well, I was, uh, you know, collapsed in the cabin because after a day of hiking, I'd come back and I just like want to lay down on the floor because I'm so out of shape from not hiking hardly ever. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we had this, uh, this was pretty good. I was drinking this when me and Leah won our first game ever, a pandemic fall of Rome. Oh, nice. We played it like 30 times and each time we're like, like, there's no way to keep Rome from falling, but we did it last, we did it uh, last night. No, no, night before last. So. Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah, happened. I
0: I did a lot of like just the regular base game of Pandemic. Played mm-hmm. through a full a season oh. of Pandemic Legacy. How was Now that? I they never want to play Pandemic again.
1: Because <laughs> the first Pandemic, the the base game, once you have it down, it's easy, right? What was the season? Uh, easy-ish. One, like? It's
0: probably at at that point it was the hardest game I owned. <laughs> the the win ratio is pretty low on it but it does keep it interesting like because you don't win every time um yeah. like they're fine they're fun i just got really burnt out on the the basic game loop of it so i yeah. stopped playing it
1: fall of rome is a like standalone game you can buy and just play that mm-hmm. uh so is the call of cthulhu one we have the oh that's uh, cool is, it's pretty cool it's guard we a little dark so like you had to have it really well lit to see it all but um yeah man that's <laughs> All right uh so like we said earlier today, our theme is uh, worst record by fav- or worst record by favorite band so we that right away I picked one of my favorite bands. I have many in switches throughout the year mm-hmm. but for a long time and I mean even at some points now, Arcade fire are my favorite band at a point uh, top 10 probably nice um, so I picked their most recent record everything now
0: um i'm i'm little... very poorly versed in arcade fire so I've yeah, i never listened to what what is it like funeral in the suburbs i've never listened to those i've only listened to reflector which you had me listen to before yeah. and then um, i will listen to this one but these these are kind of all i know so i i yeah. feel like i have this really skewed vision of what arcade fire actually sounds like
1: so they they started in uh 2000 or they found 2000 and then they came to release in 2004 their first album, Funeral. And the reason why uh, people paid attention to it and, uh, at first is because David Bowie talked about how much he liked this record. Um, mm-hmm. Which, um, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a band consisting of wife and a husband, uh, Wynn Butler and Razine Shashane. It uh, also has Wynne's, uh younger brother, William Butler, and it also has uh, members such as Richard Reed Perry, Tings Bingsbury, and Jeremy Gara. And um, they also have, like, when they're on tour, they have touring members, but that, that's who is in it, like, constant, like, songwriting process. Um, <clears throat> their first record, Funeral, was noticed. They did Neon Bible, which I really liked. The Suburbs, which they won Grammy or Album of the Year for. Mm-hmm. Reflector. And uh, in 2017, they released to Everything Now. Uh, they are, to me, considered they, they write the most cre- creative and thrilling music of the past 20 years, some of their stuff is. Um, when you see them live, their shows are electric, they're amazing live band, but they, some, for some reason, have, um, have, uh, released a record that's not that great, which is the yeah. one we're about to talk about. <laughs> um.
0: Need that I, iTunes money.
1: Yeah, yeah, iTunes money for real. So, I, I really like, um, I, the, 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 um, aesthetic of RK Fire, like, they're not, like, cool. They are very nerdy, like, as people, right. they're, they're, uh, awkward, um, and and they try to be funny, but it's just something like, that doesn't work for me, right? Right. <laughs> uh, but I love their music. Uh, I I loved um I loved the suburbs so much when it came out, and I still love the suburbs. I I liked the right reflector, but everything now is a uh, is a misstep in my uh, my opinion. That just didn't do it for me. I I don't know what else to say <laughs> about um about that. It's, it's hard. It's hard for me because when i was super excited for this record to come out super excited and um you know what uh how about we listen to it and i'll give a little bit more about this record in particular
0: yeah really break it down why you like it yeah so
1: uh if you guys don't have spotify um i guess get it and listen to it (laughs) um uh you guys yeah somehow you can find on youtube i'm sure um or you could you could download or or uh you know if if you're really feeling really ambitious and you're you're, you're thinking you're probably going to disagree with me, go out and buy it, I guess. Like, yeah, like, or you might already it. own it. Oh, you might already own it, and you might agree with me or disagree with me, and I'd love to hear either either uh, either side of it. But um, it's Arcade Fires Everything Now. And we're back. Hello. Arcade Fires Everything Now. Uh, real quick, I wanted to say this was released, this is their first... Major label re- release, um, I okay, uh, but you know, like, there's a lot of a lot of discussion among music fans that if a, a indie band goes major label, then uh, it will fuck up their music, like it'll change. And I I don't get that with this uh, record. I just get that it's not a very good record, <laughs> right? I <laughs> yeah,
0: I think uh, with with that kind of thing, I think bands like smaller bands with. Less clout and not a Grammy under their belt, it would probably mess them up based on like pressure. But I feel like they probably gave Arcade Fire an empty checkbook and were like, Do what you want to do.
1: Yeah, because they were, they were, this is their, I think their third record, which it surprisingly, this record, everything now made it to number one on, I guess, Billboard charts. But what does album sales mean anyway nowadays? Yeah. Like, ever since digital music, um album sales aren't really a good indicator on, on anything, really.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, neither are, like, Billboard stuff. That's, a lot yeah, of that yeah. stuff isn't even album sales. It's just, like, how many people listen to this, maybe?
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe. They're and like,
0: it's, like, who's not going to listen to a new Arcade Fighter album?
1: Well, I mean, you you didn't for a while. Yeah, I don't, like, I,
0: <laughs> I didn't know Arcade Fire. But I knew that the album came out, so maybe that yeah. counts. It's like, a Nielsen rating.
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, everything now... Uh, man, I mean, I do I this, would be hard for me, Um because uh-huh. I don't want to slag Arcade Fire because I, I, I really think they're a talented a uh, group of individuals. But um,
0: yeah. But, but you can you can bad talk a bad album. That's right. Uh, I will be doing it later with my favorite band. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah. With bad, lots
0: but, of qualifiers about how much better the rest of their discography is.
1: Okay. So this, this is um, the, I do have this on vinyl. Um, I was one of the, day one the, the, purchase. I, uh, yeah, it was uh, pre ordered. Damn. Okay. Came with a, I uh, I think a tote bag and the CD version for some reason. Like I got the new proprietors, uh, in the mail finally. And, um, nice. I, I, did, I didn't, ask for the CD version. They just came with it. And also I've I got I a got couple a records
0: th- that have a CD shoved in there.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I also got the, um, a seven inch that I forgot I ordered with it. So.
0: Oh damn.
1: Yeah. But, uh. Your eyes are super bright now. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> and we'll be talking about them later. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, maybe at some point, uh, but, uh, yeah, it came with it. It's the the whole theme of this album is consumerism, right? Right. And here's my uh, here's my assessment why this record is no good. Uh, I'm guessing they came with the concept right away. Uh, the, the marketing campaign was pretty interesting. They came up with a fake website, fake company brands, and like com- fake commercials for things that didn't exist. And it was like it was basically they leaned really hard into the uh, into the theme of it. And I right. feel like if they Here's one thing they did. They came up with a, a theme or what they wanted to talk about, and then they wrote record around that. And, uh, you know, you know when wrestler, you know, okay, we could, uh, I'll use Andrew Dice Clay for an example. Okay. Andrew, when Andrew Dice Clay first started, his name was Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay was a character. But over time, he is now the Dice Man. Right? Right. He's now Andrew Dice Clay. He's that guy that he was making fun of. And right. I feel like the sort of thing that happened, they. They wrote a record around this concept, and you know they were saying how you know record or how consumerism is vapid. It it robs people of identity, and it's uh, so cold, soulless, and joyless. And then I think they wrote a record where the music sounds like, like what consumerism sounds like, and it's I not think, a
0: good fit. I think that was on purpose. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of the vibe I got. Like, is it felt like? They were trying to write this stuff so it sound like almost like a like a Trojan horse bigger I themes think. through like yeah. recognizable music, mm-hmm. but part of that is like I uh, there's a phrase I throw around a lot like ironically bad or ironically annoying is still bad and annoying. Yeah, yeah. Like it, this is kind of the same thing. Like I feel like they're trying to like lampoon it, but they're also just like they're just writing this vapid music. But it's like no, but like you can't really like, they don't do a good job of like showing the intent through the music. So yeah, it, ju- and, it just sounds almost, like, like if I didn't know about it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, Oh, it's a comment on it. be like, Oh, this is, yeah, there's just some radio rock thing.
1: And it's when a lot of times you just stand there preaching or like, 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 like beat us over the head. But they, but the problem is, is they, they recess into this thing that they're and Like you said, it could been intimate. It could have been uh, intentional that they, uh, that when they when they uh, whine at you or yell at you about commercialism or consumerism itself, they're doing it themselves by by I, I don't know. It's just yeah. It's, well, I can tell
0: you I can tell you the vibe I got from this album. I think I got like three songs in, and I said this album reminds me of that kid in high school who just watched Fight Club for the first time, where it's like <laughs> he thinks he's so much like cooler and so much smarter then, like, the cool kids are doing things that he doesn't like to do because they're doing dumb stuff because yeah. he hasn't quite realized that, like, other people have emotions and hobbies that might be different from like him. Like,
1: Frankie Muniz, he was saying that teenagers are boring because he ra- he races cars. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Like, it's just got a lot of this stuff was just... There were a few songs on here where it's, like, they mentioned something about, like, the cool kids, and it's like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> come on. <laughs> like, he spends so much time... Being like, you know, just like I'm so much more authentic and real than you, and it's like, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah,
1: like they and they they uh are aware that people think that they're self serious, like and in, in the fake website they had where they had a premature, premature evaluation of the record. Mm-hmm. Um, they they mentioned they wrote fake reviews of the record, like um, that said this band takes themselves way too seriously. And the name of the website was Stereo Yum instead of Stereo Gum and uh-huh. all that shit. Uh, and one of the things about Arcade Fire is when they release a record, ever since uh, the Suburbs, it's been a fucking event. They go all out. They do all kinds of shit. It's amazing. I think release. we still
0: have reflector gra- graffiti around <laughs> Kansas City in places.
1: Yeah, and so when they when they release stuff, it's a it's an event. And so uh, and that's that's what's really exciting to me it's about them as a band. They they. Uh, they make you excited for it, even if you weren't before. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that you knew when Reflector came out, even though you know, let's do it. until I told you to. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, everything now.
2: Right.
0: Uh, let's go through a track. Name of the first track: Everything underscore Now. Parentheses Contin- continued.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's it's just a, it's just an interlude to sort of introduce you to the record, sort of, and it it mm-hmm. does something kind of cool at the end. It does.
0: Um, I mean, I we could just say it now because I had to go back and write the note yeah. on it. Yeah. It's it's basically the ending of the final track that they just kind of like cut off and then continued.
1: So it's, yeah, it's like a loop. So you can listen to it and repeat and not miss a thing, I guess. Um, yeah,
0: but why would you want to? Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Both. So if you're listening to this now, we're not usually uh, like super negative about stuff, but I think as a... Just a part of this theme. We're gonna get negative with stuff, so if you don't want to listen to us roast things, feel free not to. But we're gonna roast things.
1: Yeah. So everything now, the actual <laughs> song, everything not just everything now, not everything underscore now, but everything now, right? <laughs> the, uh, ne- name of the next song, and it's uh, it's the first single. And when I okay. heard the single, I was thinking this sounds a lot like Reflector when it comes to the the style, because in this record they leaned super heavy into the dance. Synth, sort of electronic style. Right. Um, that yeah, they had I started to gravitate towards too, and Reflector.
0: Yeah. Um, Throughout a lot of this, like a lot of these songs are kind of uh, just representative of different popular genres. Like this is kind of its disco y dance song.
1: Yeah. And it's uh, the uh, out of the songs on this record, this is a stronger one. Not mm-hmm. saying this record had, I mean, I'm not saying that every song on this record stinks. Or is, is lame or sucks. Um, but a lot of this record is not good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like for me,
0: especially after listening to Reflector, it. I don't think the album's like e- like egregiously bad. Like, I don't think I'm like listening to this being like, oh my God, this is fucking awful. But it's just kind of like, it, I kind of like nothing this, yeah. where it's like I enjoyed Reflector and it was interesting to listen to and I felt like interested and challenged and all that stuff throughout it. And then we kind of get this one and I'm just kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah sure
1: yeah and it, it, it's really weird that they write so many songs about the same thing and this like I know like it's like we like get every, it it's the
0: theme but come yeah, on yeah. man
1: yeah like they, they could have put this somewhere later in the record maybe get the, uh, the few songs that uh touch on other territory like for example like the song tell everything now and it obviously at the end it means that you know every it's saying yeah you know what Amazon you get like next day <laughs> like it's it's about accessibility, right? To to everything, we don't have to wait for anything anymore. And then at the end, it's like you know we really don't have anything because anything that means anything you can't buy.
2: <laughs> like and yeah. you're like
1: yeah, I get it. Like um, so buying they, stuff
0: is bad.
1: Yeah, they hit really they hit it really uh, really heavy handed with their message. Like, yeah, like and there's no ambiguity, like no ambiguousness to what it's about it's pretty straightforward and that's not um generally how uh, arcade fire do things yeah um,
0: so speaking of stuff on this album of just like ironically making poppy music this song has a section with like a crowd chanting like a la,
1: la, la, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: like a crowd sing-along i when i when i think it they're being ironic it's like oh haha that's like a thing you'd see but it's like you know people are going to be la laing along at the concert and it's like so it's going to happen
1: one of the most well known records uh, funeral has the uh, song wake up mm-hmm. um and uh it has uh and you when that's a that's their signature closer on every album every every show i've been to which is three yeah uh-huh. three no yeah, it's fuck, yeah, it's three. Yeah, I've been see three times. And, um <laughs> they all end with uh, wake up and the whole crowd sings along and it is so fucking powerful. It's amazing when they do that <laughs> song live. They uh, last time I them, with uh, it ends with confetti cans and shit, it was fucking incredible. Um this la 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 is like maybe a millionth percent <laughs> as powerful as wake up. Um it and I I was I was now, when I first heard it, like this record, I was telling myself, you know, it's not as bad as everyone says it is, right? Uh-huh. Um, and uh, listening to it today, it's not good. Like, like <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I stayed away from this record for about a year to give myself per- perspective, you know. And I, th- I thought it'd be right to bring it up, and uh, it's it's what it is, man. It's got- yeah. <laughs> The coolest thing about it is the blue vinyl, I think. Blue vinyl I, like, I actually
0: like the cover quite a bit of, like, yeah. the billboard, but then, like, it, like, fades off into the sky, like, matches up. I think it's a cool picture. Yeah. It's very Instagrammable.
1: Yeah, yeah. Imagine <laughs> taking that picture. Yeah. Or um, yourself and you're, you're like, you're like. I found where, where that Arcade Fire album cover was while driving through Death Valley. Click. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, I mean, this, this one had some pretty good lines in it. You've got every song I've ever... Yeah, every song that I've heard is playing at the same time, until every room in my house is filled with shit I couldn't live without.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I you mean, know. yeah, there, there, there's a few cool things in here, but um, he says everything now a lot.
0: <laughs> yep. Oh, this album's so repetitive. Uh, they really yeah, grind man. those yeah. choruses into the ground.
1: And then we get into the next song, Signs, Signs of, of Life. life which, which is this second, actually not bad. No, it's a se- it's a second single.
0: On the record, I can uh, see that the chorus yeah. on this is super, super catchy.
1: Yeah, and it has hand claps, which uh, I, I've, I've mentioned, mm-hmm. I think, several times to you that uh, I think more music needs more hand claps, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that, and that's, I mean, this not the very hand, it's not the most hand clappable song on this record, but there's definitely in here. Um, it's uh, it's very '70s, early '80s sounding "Signs of Life."
0: Yeah, I got like funk
1: vibes from
0: it. There's a lot of horns.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's, it, it goes. Uh, one of the things that makes me cringe is in the third verse, he goes, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. I'm like, really? Like, like, that was two lines of it that you yeah. need to say what the, <laughs> the fucking days of the week are? Like, really? Hey,
0: uh, you might not know the days of the
1: week. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. But, uh, Yeah, yeah, this is the song you're talking about. Those cool kids stuck in the past. That's how it starts out. Um, I'm so cool. I've moved
0: on and have a real life while they're, like, chasing what they did in high school. It was the best years of their life, maybe. And it's like, shut up. Oh, my God.
1: And, like, you know what, man? Love is hard. Sex is easy. All right? All Mm -hmm. right? You you get your dick hard, but, like, you know, you know, the witch ship I mean, I agree with them, But, yeah, like, like he's he's, uh, I don't know who he's talking to. Like, like <laughs> who is he talking to? Everyone agrees with him. Yeah. Right? Like you're not saying anything this is for the uh, this reminds me of that subreddit. I am 14, this is very deep. Like you were saying, Vipub, yeah. this is this is this whole song. Um But it's, it's just like, song. hey man,
0: people might be looking for different things in life. What you're looking for might not be the same thing as anyone else. Like, yeah. I don't know. Just like calm down, dude. Stop like yeah. it comes across as like really Preachy, which is like,
1: yeah.
0: it's, don't fucking preach at me, dude.
1: And if they didn't even preach, at least make the music super interesting, which they didn't do with this record. They nope. didn't make. <laughs> I mean, I'm. Uh, I love you guys. Come, come to the show, but uh, we move on to the song I heard a million times on the radio. After creature this. comfort, creature comfort.
0: I think this was actually the first Arcade Fire song I heard.
1: They it's, played it a lot. Uh,
0: well, it, it wasn't even like on the radio or anything. I think they like released a single for this on, like, Spotify or something, and this one popped up, and is like, all right, fine, I'll check out
1: <laughs> fucking
0: Arcade Fire, and then I listened to this, is was like, really? Really? This so, is what everyone's excited about?
1: So it's weird. He kind of raps in this song.
0: <laughs> I didn't even notice that.
1: Kind of. It's like a weird rap sing. And this is a... a and Creature Comfort is about uh, how society has expectations for people, and how also... Those things, people want to get famous, now and how that it's a, a consumerism again. <laughs> mm. but or, or, you know, capitalism. Uh, you celebrity know, culture. Yeah, celebrity culture. Um, you know, it, the it,
0: fame uh, or nothing, get rich or die trying attitude.
1: Yeah, and I, I do like some of the lines in this. Uh, they get really meta. Um, like, for example, in the verse 2, it says, Assisted Suicide, strategic about being out the time. She told me she came so close, built the bathtub and put on her first record. So... Getting meta, referring to their band. Apparently, they're so fucking huge that um, they, you know, like like, uh, I mean, this song um, it does it does basically mention at the end it shows you that that committing suicide hurts to others, not just you, and mm-hmm. uh, sort of like giving a a hope, like you know, everyone's um special and we all need you, which is hey, that's good, right? I'm not gonna not gonna shit on band for <laughs> saying suicides uh awful <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. Like
0: a good message little yeah. kind of a weird song um they also really like that image of like filling a bathtub and putting on a record yeah, they mention it, it later on the album yeah. and it's like is that yeah. the only way that you know people have done this like
1: yeah because I, I i can think of ropes and bullets and stuff uh but as yeah, just yeah and um it it has a and again like you were mentioning how uh um how it's uh, repetitive I I don't know what I want oh god uh, yeah and then they have the wincing it and then Rasheen comes in later with this sort of bone cutting shriek when yeah. she's doing it too and uh you know uh I don't know if that was intentional to sort of like like wake us up out of the stupor when or whatever but uh, uh there's that and then there's not and Oz in this too.
0: <laughs> yeah um i liked i really liked the synth line on this song i thought it had a really cool kind of like synth wavy vibe starting <laughs> off
1: yeah uh it's a stronger song on the record for sure and mm-hmm. uh it it does it does sound like a, i heard it on the radio all the fucking time all the time <laughs> i remember when arcade fire won gram album of the year there was a, a meme on a face or on facebook or social media that said what's an arcade fire because no when they won the album of the year no one knew who the fuck they were like, the, like i guess half of america I guess, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I'm not that guy. I don't know who did that. How I. I mean, because I was watching it, because I was a big Arcade Fire fan, and as I, as they were saying it, I was saying the Fame Monster because I was sure Lady Gaga was gonna win. Mm-hmm. And they go the suburbs. I was like, my oh, fuck, they won. And then when, because the microphone goes, holy shit, we won. <laughs> like like that, <laughs> that. That was the. Uh, but again, fucking Grammys. Uh, who who wants a Grammy nowadays? Yeah.
0: Who wants any kind of award? Yeah. I feel like they've all, like, very quickly lost a lot of legitimacy. Yeah. And now everyone's like... I, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, cool, you won an Oscar. Ooh, needs?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think Oscars are... Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so, uh... We'll get Peter to Pan. The first, yeah, we'll get to the first legit song, bad song on this record, Peter Pan.
0: Uh, reggae influenced.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I did not like this song at all. At all.
0: Yeah. I felt like I the message was kind of like a little muddled and so you know i i did look to some of the annotations to be like what is what's happening in this and then it was like like i guess in an interview he had mentioned like it's about his dad and i'm like well then why is he talking to some girl i don't know how is this about his dad i don't understand
1: yeah like what i get from it's about losing and i i honestly i hate the story peter pan like oh yeah i don't yeah I fucking hate it. I don't, like in a, i'm sure that Hook has something to do with it, but um, <laughs> like the the movie Hook, um, but um,
0: oh, you don't like the movie Hook?
1: Man, everyone, uh, p- people, uh, kid, when people sell with their kids have fond memories of Robin Williams and uh, and well, who is it? Um, Rufia. who played Hook? Oh, I don't remember who. I don't, I don't remember know. who played Hook. Hold on, I know it, and he was in Midnight Cowboy. That's Hoffman? Austin Hoffman? Hoffman. played Hook in them, Yeah, and um, yeah, it's right. Um, and I I don't like. Uh, hook. I think the movie sucks. um I think it's one like forty-five minutes too long, and I, I and um so uh Peter Pan. I don't like Peter Pan. The whole story of it. it's just whatever. I don't. I, I don't really feel like I want to be in Never. I mean, what do you have a uh, do you have an opinion on the Peter Pan story and its origins and all that shit?
0: I don't. I don't really care that much. Okay, it's fine. um <laughs> That's the only way we could get Enter Sandman um, that's
1: like one of the first you learned on guitar right huh oh of course yeah yeah you have friends like check this out Um, but but, uh, yeah uh, this song uh, it's like a reggae influence uh, a a clicky sound Um,
0: yeah the bass line sounds really weird it's like super fuzzed out and like wobbly
1: yeah so uh, uh, like, uh, I don't think it's a good song. I think it, it sounds half-finished, I think.
0: I think so, too. Yeah. It, it does kind of feel like we wanted to layer this, but we didn't know how to layer it, so we just didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good That's a good look at it. And then we move into chemistry. Yeah. Which, it, But, okay, so this song, it starts out shitty, but wins me over by the end. I'll tell, okay. you, I'll
0: tell you what. I think it, it kinda starts out with again kind of like a reggae ish vibe, maybe more of like a I don't know, kinda like an it has how would you describe it? It's got kind of like mm, bang, mm,
1: bang, Yeah. Bang. I I wrote that oompa beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a polka beat kind of like like a you know, like a I don't know, like it's it's not easy to nod your head long time to. I mean No.
0: Well, because it's all it's all syncopated, it's all in the upbeat.
1: Yeah, it's on the upbeat.
0: If you want to, if you want to get technical with it,
1: there you but, go. But
0: uh, I mean, we'll be talking a lot more about Oompa beats later.
1: Yes, we will. Um, consumer culture again, a very. Just saying now, how uh, the companies they'll make you believe that that this thing is, is human, that it that it, you're needed this thing, and that it's personal, but really mm-hmm. it's just vapid, and that it's a, they're trying to suck money from you, right? and this is again just so much like, uh, re- repetitiveness um but there is a uh, there is a uh, stomp and clap uh, sort of re- thing at the end which i did gotta have it and right. clapping yeah i was doing <laughs> it too i was like stomping and clap dun dun sh- i was like yeah <laughs> so
0: yeah i just uh, i feel like this one was another one where he's lashing out at I don't know, people who do things that he doesn't do, the ones that he, he deems the cool kids, because he's like, oh <laughs> yeah. man, I bet this is exactly how these dumb guys hit on girls. There's like, we got chemistry, dude.
1: Yeah. And I, I hear Flash as a reflector in this. Uh huh. Like, and uh, it's just that Reflector is a good record and this isn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's chemistry. And
0: yeah, uh, it has this uh, very like 80s sounding part when he's. I can't even remember how it goes. A lot of this album kind of like, uh, it all kind of blended together and it was kind of forgettable at parts. Um, but I can't remember what it sounds like, but there's a part where it's like sampled kind of chunky guitar. And it, it yeah. has this very like 80s pop sound, 80s and, rap sound to it.
1: Yeah, it's weird. You know, I don't think it works, especially with this band. Like it sounds <laughs> kind of, it sounds, sounds like you... You know, like you'll hear band and they'll do a lazy rip, but you know it's it's catchy, so they'll just use it. Yeah, that's what it felt like. The chorus for chemistry was. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like he stomped on stump. It's like uh, you're in band practicing, stomped on the fuzz pedal. And he's like, hey, this sounds cool, right? And they're like, yeah, it works. Whatever, we'll go with sure. that. <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, we but get, then we it, get
0: into the, this, like, suite of songs, this little, this little two-part
1: And I thinger. thought this part, this was actually kind of interesting to me.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, this is, I think, like, the most interesting statement on the album, because it's subtle, but also, like, it actually makes the point pretty well.
1: Yeah, so they have, they have Infinite Content, and then Infinite Content 2.
0: <laughs> um, I, I don't even uh, think they call it 2, though. I think they're just both called uh, Infinite no, Content.
1: No, it's Infinite Content, and then eight Infinite content underscore content too oh really yeah so the first one is like this first is this fast uh chaotic rock song right yeah it's kind of punky yeah it's kind of punky and it's fast and it's a uh, i guess i'd call it also glitchy like mm-hmm. it's and then uh and then you get to the next infinite con and uh, again it's about um it's about like you know like stream culture like there's everything everywhere Um, Yeah, or
0: just like kind of like the constant production of stuff. It's like you'll spend all your money because there's always something to spend your money on. Like there's always going to be something you want, always something you need to consume.
1: Yeah, and uh, basically, each song has the same lyrics. Um, Infinite content, too, though, it goes into like this sort of kind of country, sort of laid back vibe to it.
0: Yeah, it's got like slide guitar, slow country ballad. Same exact lyrics, same chord progression. but,
1: But something completely different meaning. Just by the music, though, which I thought was interesting. Like, Oh, I like,
0: see. I thought it had the same meaning, but it just more of like, you're going to keep buying the same stuff over and over again, but it's only slightly different.
1: See, I got that it was people who are upset with the infinite content and people who are fucking stoked about it and just like enjoying life about it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I thought it was more of a comment on kind of like I, this I, homogenous consumer culture that we've developed.
1: Maybe that's what cave Fire is trying to get us to argue about.
0: Maybe, which <laughs> yeah. that that's where I think, you know, talking about albums and listening to albums is more interesting is when there's actually some sort of uh, ambiguity to what they might yeah. be saying when they're just spilling everything out. It's like, OK, we get it.
1: Yeah. And uh, like uh, the I uh, sorry. Sorry, k the, when they talk about sequencing, the, apparently that they say it takes them like so long to figure out the sequencing. Mm hmm. And I do think they had uh, a vinyl in mind when they wrote this record because, after Infinite Content, I flip over the I flip over the disc. Oh,
0: and then it goes to Infinite. Yeah, uh, Infinite underscore Content too?
1: No, no, go, no. I'm sorry. It goes to Electric Blue. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I th- like the sequencing is pretty well. I had to get up and turn it over, uh, and and you know just shake my head like what the fuck. And um, <laughs> like, uh, it's it's this this whole record is very cynical, right? I think, I think so. Honestly, yeah, I think uh, fire worked best when they're. This is to sounds so hokey to me. When they conjure hope, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's a little bit of that in here, but mostly it's just cynical. And uh, he's wagging his dick about, and he's saying, "Hey, look at it." And um, like, uh, but, uh, I'm more authentic than you are. Yeah, and he speak. Everyone knows this shit. He's not saying anything. He's not saying anything new. Yeah, like so. Yeah, that's def- that's the first that's the first half of it on um, the record. Then, <laughs> then we uh,
0: electric blue side two.
1: Uh, also a single. I think three or four. I think okay. I say.
0: Weird yeah, choice. Yeah. Um, um. Well, infinite content ends with. Uh, excuse me. The sounds of like supermarket stuff being scanned.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um, and you kind of hear almost in like the Muzak, like the intro to this song a little bit and then it goes into this so it's almost kind of like setting this like vibe of like well this is where this kind of music belongs is like background sounds at a supermarket
1: Th- this song is sleepy and cold uh, Like mm-hmm. like um it does have a disco clap sound to it uh, yeah but reading the lyrics of it i don't know if you remember the lyrics to um to reflector but this is kind of like the anti-reflector okay uh so it says somebody uh,
0: scuffed up that mirror
1: well, it says now I can't get my head around it. I thought I found it, in the, in the to it says I, I think I found it, but it's just a reflector. So okay, yeah. So what what did they really find it? Was it wasn't a reflector. I don't know. Um, what is it though? Yeah. What is it? And it's can it. Be it. Found? And what is it? It's weird how often it It's weird often the term shit in this record. Uh huh. <laughs> like, like, you know everything now mentions shit. And so does this one. Uh, but um, <laughs> but you know what this okay? song
0: sounded like. What's that? Do you know the song Marquee Moon by Television?
1: I Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that record on my iPod.
0: That's such a good album. But the and good song, so the song Marquee Moon sounds like this, like they were trying to kind of like ape that really good guitar part. The bam man me me So
1: I thought the chorus was super super uh, creative. Na 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 na. Nah.
0: Yeah, how did they come up with this? Like they're <laughs> yeah, super super poetic. <laughs> Yeah, um, I wrote on this. Like, this is such a repetitive song because they've got the na na na's, and then you get this like outro part of just like, cover my eyes in electric blue. Uh, I can't even read my own writing. Every
1: single night, I dream about you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. And over it's and just and over that again.
0: over and over and over. And it's like, we we get it.
1: Yeah.
0: We get uh, it. Your it, eyes are covered in electric blue.
1: Yeah. And do, do you know what electric blue is at all? No. What well, I was getting is like the burn of. <laughs> Again, consumer culture because that's what every song apparently wants to be about in this record. Huh. <laughs> oh, is, it, is it a
0: phone screen? Is that what it's supposed to be?
1: Mm-hmm. I guess so. I don't know. Then we get the next song.
0: <laughs> I love the. I don't know because it's, it's it, not even like I want to know. Worth, it's just it's like not I worth, do it's not, care. not even worth
1: exploring, man. <laughs> it's just one fucking kind of shitty song. Yeah, it's uh, like, I know. Get, I know what you're trying to say, man. So I whatever. Yeah. Good God Damn. Uh coincidentally that's the next the name of the next song. Yeah. God damn. Uh whatever time about this.
0: I didn't write very much about it. It's just kinda like, well, this one's kinda sad and depressing. And I feel like they made a weird misstep in it of like he only he does the thing where it's like, Oh, I'm gonna make it really sad and then it's like, Oh, here's that bit of hope at the end. But it's like he yeah. only he doesn't repeat the hope part, which it's like, well we'd want you to repeat <laughs> this. He only kinda like says it twice. And it's like, and it's like three words. He's like, he made you. And it, I don't know. I feel like that should have built into some big, like, triumphant moment or something. But instead, it's just kind of like, if you're not paying attention at that part, you're just yeah. going to miss the entire point of what this song is.
1: And, and it does reference Creature Comfort in that first verse where it says, put your favorite record on, baby. And you fill the bathtub up. Yeah. Um, so, which obviously he's saying that that way the girl tried to kill herself for Creature Comfort. Their newest record is not her favorite. It's their first one, which if I were a musician, I'd be kind of pissed about. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, okay, so you think I'm not as good as I used to be?" But um, uh, this song is about suicide. Mm-hmm. There's even like sort of a god uh, element to it, which I'm i an atheist, so it does nothing for me. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, again, hold on, I'm, I'm probably gonna burp. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what he's trying to say. Again, there, there's a little cool guy, uh, cool guy better than you throughout this whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly just like, yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's like I, I, I felt like, I feel I, like
0: there's something, but I, I don't know. I don't have it.
1: And yeah, at the end, they say, if he made you, maybe there's a good God. And you're like, okay, ah, oh, you're looking out for us, pal. Thanks for making us make sure that it's hopeful and that we're special and all that. Whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, and put your then money actually, on me.
1: Which is the only good song on the record, in my opinion. I like agree. The, it's rates. my favorite one. Yeah. Um, it's a, Another cool synth
0: album. line. The catchiest yeah. chorus.
1: It, it's it's about it's a, it's a, probably the most straightforward love song on this, right? Hey,
0: maybe. I think it's yeah. definitely unrequited love. Um yeah. Oh, you think? <laughs> I mean, the whole thing just kind of seems like the thesis is. Uh, take a gamble on this relationship, even though I'm fucking awful.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He sounds like an asshole. Dr- drinking, and driving, and um, and uh, you know, breaking promises, and like, yeah, wake me up when I'm dead. Uh, yeah,
0: I think it's. I think it's a lot of just like I don't know. Maybe he's just commenting on cool guys again. Of just like, oh man, these girls taken. Going into relationships with assholes, they be yeah, yeah. like assholes.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I've I've never found that to be a case. By the way, I've definitely known people who have asshole boyfriends or mm-hmm. asshole girlfriends. But I've never I've never been fixated on a girl and thought, yeah, she doesn't want me because she only likes jerks. Yeah, dickheads. <laughs> you know? So I've, stupid. I, I've never I, I've never experienced that. Personally, um, you know, like I, I, it must exist someplace, right? That has to happen, right? Like,
0: I mean, but, I think, you know, it's people being attracted to different people, but it's not like a natural instinct within a person to like an asshole. I don't know. I think it, like, it's but, stupid to boil down a person to like what you think a stereotype is.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know, but like, I, maybe it, it's the the healthy person to me that that thinks that oh, this person is. Dating someone else, and I, I'm going to continue to fixate on the type of person they're dating and think yeah. they're an asshole. And like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. And I'm just thinking, well, the person I'm not going to, not going to, and it's been a long time since I've had to say anything you know, like that, but I'm not going to like push towards that person like and fixate on them because they are off limits in that, in that realm of uh, relationships. A uh, back on put your money on me. Uh, again, another criticizing consumer culture uh it, to me it's a it's a song that's the most personal i guess like mm-hmm. i said everything on this is sort of cold and and com- commercial but to me this one's probably the closest one that when it comes to um when it comes to a personal meaning yeah yeah
0: i think i like this one it's definitely my yeah, favorite on here i didn't have a lot to say about it because i didn't think yeah. it was particularly deep or anything but
1: <laughs> yeah. that it was a it,
0: bop it was,
1: yeah it was a bop, and it's only—it's really the, the only banger on this record. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, uh, and then we, uh, what are we on? We Don't Deserve Love, which kind of did something interesting, which I think I would have liked them to do a lot more on this album,
2: mm-hmm.
0: is they, like, changed a genre. Like, I feel, like, they tweaked it. Like, I feel like this is another kind of, like, country ballad type thing, but the slide guitar is, like, played on a synth. Like, it sounds weird. It sounds kind of alien. And it's like, I feel like this album would have hit a lot harder if it was like, what if we did these genres, but we, like, riffed on them? Like, what if we made, like, oh, this is what the future of this genre sounds like. This kind of, yeah. like, meshing of stuff together. Like, they electrified the country ballad with, you know, like, electronics and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this song also sort of, it mentions that angry partner. Um, mm-hmm. Um, you know that I, I and I I can't really relate because I've never been that person that's gonna if my partner is angry I'm just gonna fucking ignore it, <laughs> like, right? Um, I don't know. And that's not saying that I need to relate to the songs and enjoy. They're playing songs that I don't relate to at all. That but this, I, I don't, <laughs> what what I write down this shit. Um, like for uh, like these of this is songs so of look at what we've done. We fucked up. Every, we done fucked up everything. <laughs> that's what we're Yeah. Down. Um, because that, that's also they're saying that we've. We uh we don't deserve what you know like for example they're getting uh so deep that they mentioned behind laugh tracks on TV
2: Ugh. yeah
1: <laughs> yeah Fuck, I gross. think
0: yeah I don't know and then they mentioned stuff I think it's the one with like Christ types and stuff like that where it's like how are we gonna let them be you know kind of act holier than thou even though they're still kind of within all this stuff I don't know I. It, I was reading through the comments on this one as well, and this (laughs) song, the comments on there really reaffirmed the, like, annoying kid in high school thing I was talking about earlier, because a lot of the commenters were like, were basically like, when will the thoughtless plebes admit that this is a good album? Like, that's (laughs) paraphrasing, but that's almost what all of them said, was like, no, this (laughs) one's actually good, you just don't get it.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is not, and, you know, I've been- The word thoughtless was a direct quote, though. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, there's comments on this on this song that says it's worth the wait since the last three songs of the album save everything now. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I gotta say, if most of the record shitty, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't um, redeem a record. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. Also,
0: this isn't the one that would do it. That would be no, no. put money Every, on, the, put your money on me.
1: Yeah, and then we get to the last track. But is, is it's cool oh, it's also the first track. Yeah, crazy. Um, <laughs> Which I like yeah. that
0: kind of thing. Yeah, we're talking yeah, I, did, about I did too. On this episode, I so we're gonna. I did,
1: I, <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that. That's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't see myself revisiting this anytime soon because listening to it, I it made me angry. So, um,
0: <laughs> I just kind of felt I wasn't angry. I just kind of felt my eyes rolling a lot throughout this. Of just like, uh, it, it's that same thing. Of just like. That kid speaks up in class about something that's kind of related, but not really, and he has to go about and talk, you know, just about how much smarter he is because he read some some nihilistic literature, bro, and it's just like, "Shut, yeah, dude, we've we know what it is. We've read it. Like, yeah, we've I've explored Blackie all that pages. stuff too, but I don't talk about it constantly. Let other people go on their
1: own journey. Stop telling people how to live their lives." I went to community college one semester, mm-hmm. and I took English Comp One. And we had a uh, a instructor. I don't know if she she taught high school too, but her name was Mrs. or Mrs. Bramlett. And one of the first assignments we had to do is we had to write a essay talking about ourselves, our interests, something simple, like you do in every single fucking English class you've ever had in your life. Right? Uh, you're supposed to write, it, and you're supposed to, you know whatever. And so. What we do is we write it, and then we give it to our person next to us as a uh, peer review, right? And so I, I wrote mine, and this guy next to me passed me his. It's a uh, crazy red hair, cut shorts, motorcycle shirt. But he wrote one of the most well-written things I've ever read. But the problem with it is it said nothing about him as a person. Like, it right. mentioned philosophy. like He was uh, apparently written in philosophy, but it didn't talk about him, right? Uh, and so I head back. I'm like, this is like really well written, but I don't. It doesn't. You don't even mentioning yourself. You just talk about philosophy. Oh like, and I'm like, and the assignment says I'm not trying to tell you it right or anything, but the assignment says to um to talk about yourself. So that if, it, if you change anything, I just I'd add you know yourself. stuff about you <laughs> yourself yeah, yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Add yourself to the to the essay. You know? He's like, yeah. So uh, next time we come to class, uh, at the end of that, we turn in. Next time we come to class, uh, we get there and the teacher uh, calls up, we'll call him Brad. <laughs> we'll call him Brad, to her desk. And she's basically telling him they he has to redo the paper because he didn't do the thing I suggested he do. Whatever. Right. It gets increasingly heated. And I have to go out in the hallway. And she goes, I think you need to calm down. And he says, I think you're an idiot. And he walks away, walks out of school. Um... Uh, <laughs> And uh, we go to the class, the whole class silent, and uh, one of the girls in the front row goes, "I don't think you're an idiot, Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> and he never came back. He didn't come back to that class. And uh, good, but but, but yeah, that that's why I feel like this that that kid probably really likes everything now. <laughs> um, <laughs> that this record, in uh, um, in my pantheon of or you know in their discography, this is uh, very very I mean, it's their last. Uh, bottom of the list of. I mean, of I would Fire hope
0: Earth. so. That was the prompt for this episode. <laughs>
1: yeah. So uh, <laughs> it goes like this uh, in their um, discography. It goes with the suburbs being number one, uh, reflector funeral being tied for number two, neon bible being number three, and number four slash five, however you want to do it, uh, is everything now. Uh, neon bible is many million times better than this record. That's how much. That's how bad this is compared to the rest of their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and it's the first record that I found myself being disinterested by them. Cuz they've always has interesting stuff, but this is not one of them.
0: Right. And now it, and now you're kind of like, "Ooh, what's this next one going to be?"
1: Yeah. So <laughs> That's Arcade Fire's everything now. Cool. What is my turn first? My
0: turn to vent.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I've been bottling this up for a while. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So as you know, my favorite band is Primus.
1: Yeah, but far away, right? Like, like.
0: Oh yeah, there's no okay. question. They're they're both like the most important band in like the development of my taste, and also I just think they make music like almost. It feels like it's very specifically catered to my taste. So it's like I think they both make the best music I listen to, but they are also very like formative and important.
1: A very Ryan Brand.
0: Yeah, as you said with the Frizzle Fry uh, review we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah they They were formed, you know, in the eighties. They did some really great classic stuff in the nineties. Um, they one of their albums, "Tales from the Punch Bowl," was the last album that they did with their original drummer. And this is the timeline of their drummers is very important to why I dislike this album. Okay. so that drummer left. They brought on another drummer for the brown album, Antipop. Love the Brown album. Antipop used to be. My least favorite by them. And then they that drummer left and then they showed up for like an EP where the original drummer joined again. But they they basically just released like something that they like went in the studio for a day. We're able to squeeze in like making five tracks and we're just like, OK, well, that's it. Then they released another album with a different drummer. Um, and it was kind of like, oh, OK, they're back to just kind of not not having that original drummer which i think is the best period i think right. all of them are all super talented musicians who work well with each other and each kind of subsequent drummer hasn't quite meshed as well right um but then hey it's announced new albums coming out original drummer's back it's full length it's not an ep
1: is it? Awesome. Is it also how long was the the wait for a new record
0: I don't think it was a long wait between individual records, but it had mm-hmm. been since, like, 1994 or 1995 since the original drummer was in it.
1: Okay. All right.
0: So it was, like... So you, were, you were all about, yeah, the original drummer, right? He's yeah. back. You know, they've, they've grown. I feel... Les Claypool kind of went off on a, a solo album kick, um, and he was, you know... Just kind of doing his doing his thing. I felt like he had kind of gotten that out of his system, and it, like it's Primus time again. Like Primus <laughs> is back. We've got the original crew back. Les Claypool kind of went and like got all of this stuff out of his system that I felt because the original drummer left for like kind of like creative differences. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think he liked where it was going. So it's like cool. He's joined back in, which means he certainly he likes where this is going now. Gonna get some cool shit now, and we get the album I'm talking about. Primus and the Chocolate Factory with the Fungi and Ensemble, which is a cover album, which yeah, they've done cover albums and they're generally pretty good,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it's all cover songs from the 1971 film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which I consistently, consistently forget that that movie is a musical because the music is not memorable or really very good. Like, it's fine, but I consistently forget that that movie has songs. <laughs> beyond like the oompa loompa songs
1: yeah because that's primus
0: remembered primus who doggy yeah
1: uh-huh. so do, do you want do they you want to give people a chance to, okay go ahead yeah let me they yeah.
0: they eventually you know after this album do a proper album and it's fantastic and amazing and i do kind of feel like i might be the only one who likes it but this one uh yeah we'll get into it we'll uh we'll give the listeners their uh I we're We'll get silent for about 10 seconds, uh, let you cue it up and listen to it. You can pause the podcast, and then... What is is it again? It is Primus and the Chocolate Factory with the Fungi Ensemble.
1: Okay, and we're back. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I do want to mention, I do want to talk a little bit about Willy Wonka. Or Charlie and Charlie Factory. Yeah, for uh, sure. So this is basically, like you said, movie, uh, songs from the 1971 film uh, starring Gene, Gene Wilder. Uh, did you see the Tim Burton Charlie and the Charlie Factory?
0: I want to say I did. I know I watched it once and was like, this is fucking awful.
1: You'd be right. <laughs> it's yeah. bad. Um, I'm not quite sure where they made it. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I like, I really like, the nineteen seventy one. Oh, um, I do
0: too. It's a great and
1: movie. I I, I I disagree with you. You said there's no memorable songs. It swims in my head all day after I watched it just recently. <laughs> even, um, uh, but it's also Charlie and Tar Factory is is uh, written by renowned uh, author anti anti semite Raul Dahl, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and uh, so it's it's hard to. It's hard to. Uh, do you know about Ronald Dahl and his antis- am- antis- I do antis- not. Yeah, uh, it's it's one of the things that it makes you. Ups- it's it's definitely upsetting to, to know this, and also the same with like sort of H.P. Lovecraft. If you look at some of his shit, you're like, oh my god, how racist yeah. is that? Um,
0: well, he not only well he was racist. That's for sure. Like super racist. Yeah. So much yeah. so that known racists had sent him letters saying, "Dude, you need to tone it down."
2: <laughs>
0: um. But he was, like, he was just afraid of everything, which, you know, included uh, people who look differently from him. But it, that's where a lot of his, like, stuff came from, why it was so, like, cosmic and horrible and just, like, world-ending apocalyptic stuff. Which is, like, if it wasn't something that was, like, his mom and himself in his house in Providence, Rhode Island, he was afraid of it. Yeah, and he hated
1: he, it. He, he was a definitely a troubled person, oh. which is why some of his stuff is so influential. I mean... Mm-hmm. And Dahl, he was just he wrote delightful little tales about about chocolate factories and white people. Um, but um, <laughs> anyway, going, moving on. Uh, I like the nineteen. I love the nineteen seventy one version. I think that the uh, I when they remade it, I have no fucking clue why. But again, like uh, many girlfriends have had before, I had a girlfriend was really to, uh, to Tim Burton mm-hmm. and was dying to see Charlie and Chocolate Factory. So we went and saw it, and that's all I have to say about that
0: yeah it's like I like older Tim Burton like I do go back and watch some of his stuff like you know Beetlejuice and I'm like yeah he did he was pretty good like this stuff is really good what the fuck happened
1: yeah it's it's weird man it's like it's like right Tim Burton became such a parody of himself that that I feel like you could outsource his shit Yeah, give an idea outsource it to Korea and get it and they would be able to get it what his films were right away like yeah like it's it's I think, I think the last good movie he made was only mars attacks
0: maybe i th- I think big fish is pretty good
1: yeah big fish that's true but yeah okay. i
0: always forget that that's him but that one's okay
1: uh did you see big eyes no i did i just don't remember i, <laughs> I, I remember I, I saw this movie i i did see dumbo like an idiot <laughs> i saw dumbo like, i mean like hey that target. comes with
0: the turf of being on a movie podcast
1: yeah uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying. Yeah, uh, it's weird. People are like, did you see that shitty movie? I'm like, yeah, I did see that shitty movie. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that shitty movie, yeah. Um, so, but similar to,
0: since we're on, like, the Tim Burton thing, uh-huh. my feeling about a lot of this album is similar to kind of my feelings with, like, Tim Burton and the Alice in Wonderland live action. Oh, thing,
2: yeah.
0: Of just, like, it feels so obvious and on the nose that it's kind of, like, yeah, of course, fucking Tim Burton made a Alice in Wonderland remake. Like, it's awful. It's terrible. So <laughs> it's this. But I feel like Les Claypool, for a while, when he was doing his solo stuff, was trying to, like, cultivate this, like, I'm the Willy Wonka of bass guitar kind of thing. <laughs> so when he came out with a cover album of uh, Willy Wonka songs, it's just like, yeah, like, of, of course he did. But it's like, it doesn't feel creative. It feels obvious.
1: So is this on vinyl anywhere?
0: i think it is uh it's the only one of their albums i don't have and it's oh, like okay. at this point it's like i gotta buy it to complete the discography <laughs> it'd be stupid it, it's like so i'm torn because it's like i want to complete it because you know it feels good to have a full discography but also so, it's this album
1: so for you people who don't remember willy wonka songs uh and you really want to dig deep into it um you can uh you can probably find the original soundtrack on on Spotify or YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then you can listen to this. Um because basically this whole record is all the Willy Wonka songs in the in the movie, but twisted.
0: Yeah, which I do appreciate. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like straight covers of it, I probably would have hated it more. Like they do have some creative flair to it. Uh but all their creative instincts on this one I feel like were just awful. This would have worked great as like Hey, we learned all these songs and we kind of sprinkle them throughout our our set live or I like think this a single here, a single here.
1: A cool free record to download. Yeah. You know, like if it was free and they're like, hey, we did this silly thing, hey, Wild Hair Pass, the, and hey, we did this. And if you don't like it, that's fine because we're going to come up with an album original material very shortly. Uh, so like so, so um yeah, this I one, heard that they I heard they oh go ahead, sorry. Go no,
0: ahead. I was gonna say um while we were listening to it you had texted me just like I have questions that I need you to answer because what the fuck? <laughs> so what yeah. what did you what did you want to ask me?
1: Well um Hold on I wrote that somewhere. <laughs> uh I I think I think my main question is I read somewhere that they toured for this. Yeah, um, and you've seen them. You've never seen Promise Life, have you? I've seen
0: them two or three times. I didn't see them for this tour.
1: Did they play any songs for on the tour?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Okay, all right. That's all I wanted. Nope. Uh, and who's the who's the the fungi uh, the fun fungi? Uh, it novel. is
0: the. It is a cello player and a kind of like percussionist. Mm-hmm. who played with les claypool um in a lot of his like jam band stuff or his like side projects he always kind of had this like percussionist xylophone marimba player Cause, guy
1: because i didn't say there was really interesting percussion in this in this at the very least yeah
0: which the drummer he said on this he built his drum kit just kind of out of weird stuff so it's weird mm-hmm. percussion across the board it's not a drum, normal drum kit I can tell
1: um, it, yeah.
0: so yeah it's just kind of weird sounds everywhere
1: do you want to uh, go through track by track real quick? Yeah, sure. <laughs> let's start with um, so, wonk,
0: yeah. Hello Wonkites. Um, which is an instrumental intro. Uh has yeah, stand-up bass loops and then the theme from Pure Imagination.
1: Uh, I think there's a didgeridoo in there somewhere. Um, there it, might be. It's a, yeah, it's all sorts of sounds in it. Uh, which, it's a short song. It's instrumental and it leads us straight into Candyman. Which is sort of... I, I would put... Um, Put the lotion in the basket out of Marilyn Manson smells like children <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't even know what that means yeah so uh put the lotion in the basket it's it's uh, a line from silence of the lambs I know that where Buffalo Bill goes to put the lotion in the basket and um and uh Marilyn Manson he did his first record the eP is called smells like children and I I think he has a I think he has a um a sample from uh go, oh, come on song a semi-wonderous boat ride. I think mm-hmm. he has that as a sample of one of his songs on that uh first M- Manson release. <laughs> and so, but because again Manson, I don't. He's now Fat Manson. But um, but um, Fat uh, people I've talked to see Man Manson recently. Uh-huh. So they say he just sort of comes out there, does this thing, and he uh he barely sings. He he's so fucked up, and he's and he's lazy. He's like he's like. <laughs> He's like Axel Rose or something like now, <laughs> um, but but uh, this song is creepy and crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and it's kind of cool for that reason. But again, like I said, this would have been a cool free release that yeah you can take or leave it. Not like a straight up studio album. <laughs> you know, I would have been upset if I, I was. was a band <laughs> looking forward to a brand new studio album by Primus, my favorite fucking band. And they're like, oh, this is what it's like. What, what the, what the fuck? You, you've been dicking around for two years, and this is what you get. Yeah, because <laughs> they've done
0: cover albums before, but it's at yeah. least covers from different stuff. So you get like a Pink Floyd song, a Police song, an XTC song. Not all songs from one movie. That yeah, they so- all kind of blend together too. Like it's, what if we did this song but like this, and then that's kind of every song is like, well, what if we did Candyman but like this what if we did Cheer Up Charlie, but like this? And it's like, you're doing the same, it's the same thing.
1: Yeah, so Cheer Up Charlie actually isn't fucked up until about two minutes, ten seconds in. And then Les Claypool gets creepy as fuck with some sort of laughter and it's, it's all <laughs> just a dark turn. And it, also, verse three, uh, he's straight to the Kermit the Frog impression.
0: Like He's just right, doing weird right, voices all over this thing.
1: I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, is this, that's Kermit the Frog? Like, like I wrote that down. Like, is, like, is, I'm trying to listen to these things about, like, the, you know, like rainbows or lily pads. No, he's just doing a Kermit the Frog voice. Yep. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> and this is kind of a problem I run into a lot on this album is in the movie, these songs are not as long as they are here. So they're doing the full versions of them. Um, but they kind of only have one idea for it. So this song is four and a half minutes long, but I swear it feels like seven. It feels and, and, twice as long.
1: And it's also one of the worst songs in the movie, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> like, um, also mentioned this is when Les really steps up steps up to the plate when it comes to theatrical. Cause, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Because there's some songs you're like, you know, Candy Man, he's doing weird shit, but you know, whatever. But then you're like, oh, he's also overacting everything. I can imagine wearing costumes in the studio <laughs> yeah. of like, of like, of like, you know, like maybe like a you know a strainer over his head with a bedsheet cape. Like, like that's I just imagine wearing weird shit. Of the yeah, weird he's shit. in full like voice
0: actor mode, like this yeah. whole thing. And, um, I- and then Cheer Up Charlie kind of has like, which is the next song. It it eventually kind of grows into this, like, Tom Waits sounding, like, instrumental, um, but then Les Claypool tries to, like, actually sing on it, and, and it's and not it good. Gets,
1: and it, and uh, I'm going to put quotes, interesting, it's about interesting, 50 seconds in, because he is sort of, like you said, Tom Waits, but also gets, like, evil carnival, theatrical yeah. Parker voice, and yeah, that's what I got from Golden Ticket. <laughs>
0: no, we're on uh, Cheer uh, Up uh, Charlie.
1: Oh, yeah, we are on Cheer Up Charlie. Oh, shit. Then, uh, yeah, the, this, yeah, at the end, he does, he does uh, try to sing it after the Kermit thing, after the Kermit through Prague Impression.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, were you talking yeah. about Cheer Up
1: Charlie this whole time? No, I was talking about Golden Ticket.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it all blends together. This one also, this one has the weird distorted laugh on it, Cheer Up Charlie.
1: Yeah. Oh Oh, yeah, they both do. Yeah, they yeah. <laughs> um, both get that laugh.
0: <laughs> so uh, now we'll talk about Golden Ticket. Um, yeah.
1: That's, that's which, why I said that you get a wild evil carnival at about 50 seconds in.
0: Yeah, well, when he starts singing on this one, I was listening in headphones. It's in this ear, like right up against your ear. Like he's singing <laughs> right up against the microphone. Um, and like, it's cool. It's definitely sounds like they're having fun and doing fun stuff. But I'm not. I'm not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> listening to it um there's a couple parts throughout where it's like he says uh like good morning and then you get like a weird voice saying good morning reminded me a lot yeah. of uh the residents well,
1: yeah lost lost uh see Wait, lost i can't even my own handwriting um <laughs> yeah but yeah i i did i did write that in the good morning and then the quote is good morning or whatever yeah. like what the f- yeah, man. What what's going on with that? I don't know. When I bring, I I think it it
0: had to have been a residence reference. Like it sounded so residency. Like all yeah yeah yeah. They'll show up at some point on here, and then I'll get another like what the fuck text. And okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, this has like a bass solo in it, but it's just like screechy
1: sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought less really downplayed his interesting bass in this whole record. Probably yeah, I think because. most of these doing kind of stand up
0: stuff. Yeah, although Cheer Up Charlie had a really cool. It has Cheer Up Charlie has like three intros,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like the second intro has a really cool bass line that they actually end up like they end the song with. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds really cool. But that's about as interesting as the bass lines get.
1: Yeah. Uh, then we get into a five second song.
0: Uh on
1: Yeah, we open the door. That's all. had. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: like like. Okay. It's, so. It's, this is that part in the movie where he's, you know, typing in the code. It's like, and the girl's like, yeah. so yeah, it's yeah. that, but played on guitar. And yeah. the guitar's player name is Lur. So it's Lur Mononoff. That's the whole joke.
1: Oh, oh hilarious. Um, then we get into uh, pure imagination, which we guys don't know what this part of the movie is. It's when they get into that room full of food. that's yeah. made everything's edible, which uh, as a kid. Chocolate
0: river and.
1: Yeah. As as a kid I wanted to visit that room and just fucking eat everything.
0: Go to town. So, this is my least favorite song on this album. It is it's one idea repeated for the longest song in the album. So it's got this guitar thing, the din din dun dun din din dun 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 dun. And then they do the pure imagination thing, the bop And that happens and then ding ding dung dun, dun din dun, dun dun for like 7 minutes it's yeah
1: i, I, just, it's I understand frustrating in the movie to. it's a clock but yeah if you yeah in so I, I wrote down there's that bass in this one because uh-huh. i was looking for it the whole time and i was like oh there it goes what well, is doing that now yeah i
0: i hate this song so when i was doing my original like I was doing like a record night thing, which was just having friends over and we'd listen to stuff and I would force them to try to play along with the theme and it worked once. And this was the theme, Mm -hmm. except I just made it songs. So (laughs) what I would originally do was like, everyone have to bring one song based on a theme. We'd listen through that and then we could start listening to records, just like an icebreaker. And I brought, I brought this song and yeah, it was pretty much universally agreed that I'd brought the worst song of the night.
1: And then, uh, for some reason, they decided to do all the Ubu Uva versions of the songs.
0: Yep, which do not change at all between versions, except the lyrics.
1: Nope. No, uh, yeah, Ubu yeah, Augustus, uh, Augustus. Um, mm-hmm. who, if you guys remember the movie, he was sucked up the the fudge pipe, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the the fudge tube. Wait, I I can't the chocolate. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I'll take um, fudge pipe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's just I just it's just, I just keep thinking asshole reference. Um. Anyway. Um. <laughs> That's what it was. It's it was a, just a
0: veiled uh, analogy.
1: It's weird that the lyrics in this, except for the last part of it, are the voice is very Manson-esque again. Oh, Man- you think Manson. so? Yeah, yeah. The, the the singing voice is Manson-esque, uh, uh, esque. Not quite, but not not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um, think I think a lot of these like they're probably some of like the better songs on the album. And there's one, two, three, four of them. That are all pretty much the same thing, but luckily they're mercifully short, but then if you add them all together, then they kind of make an annoyingly long song, but yeah. they put a song in between each one, but it's the fucking Oompa Loompa song. Yeah. You know it.
1: Everyone knows it, and you can make your own version up right now. Yeah. Like, like it's not hard.
0: It's, and it's- so, we were talking earlier in Arcade Fire where there was that one song that kind of had an Oompa... Which one was it? Chemistry. The opening of Chemistry... Now sounds like the Oompa Loompa song to me.
1: I mean, you can make it about Oompa Loompa, doobity Waffle. Everything now is totally awful. Like, you can definitely do what you want with it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And everyone knows what it is. Uh, Then we'll get to semi wondrous Boat Ride, which... Which, I don't count
0: this as a song, which is why it's not my least favorite.
1: It's a creepy thing in the movie. Uh Uh-huh. To me, that's completely out of place. It scared me when I was a kid. Um, But, like... You know, there's scenes with tarantulas on faces and stuff like that, and is Isn't there a part where they cut a
0: chicken's head off?
1: Yeah, there is. And it's terrifying. Like,
0: yeah. As a child. As a child. It's still it's weird now.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Manson made it creepy. Even more creepy. And uh, so did uh, Primus.
0: Yep. Uh, uh, they, But basically, it's two and a half minutes of them making yeah. weird sounds and progressively getting mm-hmm. faster. Um, it's annoying, if- but at least it's short.
1: And then we get into the Oompa song again. Oompa Violet. Yep. And There's a fiddle one. This one actually knows. In this one, I think it's so a cello. Like a, it's a cello. Okay. All right.
0: Um, um. But yeah, it's pretty much just like the Augustus song, but it's yeah. now centered around oh. Violet. Um, Who?
1: The uh, blueberry, right? Like she's yeah. chewing gum.
0: Okay. I have you heard any of the theories that Violet actually should have ran the factory?
1: Yeah. Uh, but I, I haven't. I'll be honest. I, I don't really care about theories about movies. I mean, like, well, like, this is it, this is more like
0: people now looking at it being like, you know what? Maybe Wonka chose wrong. Like yeah, Violet would have been a great great choice.
1: I think you're right. Cause she was um she she knew what was up. Kind of like, like yeah,
0: she actually cared about it. She yeah. proved she had discipline because she stopped chewing gum. Yeah, so she could. uh... You know, start doing chocolate so she could get into the factory. Um, uh, Wonka practically dared her to eat the piece of gum, like, he knew she liked gum, <laughs> so he held gum up to her and then yeah. got mad when she enjoyed candy, like, you're supposed to, in his mind.
1: Yeah, like, why don't you show her? Just say it's not done yet. I'm not even gonna make it where you can't get to it. Like, no, uh, uh, DM. Have you seen stuff like uh, Worst Characters in Movie History? One of them is uh, Ginny from Forrest Gump. Uh-huh. Like, and you know, looking back, at it, yeah, she's a horrible person, you know? Right. And people kept kept trying to say that Haley Jossman, who played his son, Hort, uh, had AIDS, which is not the case. His mom had AIDS after she had the kid. Right. That's <laughs> what I got that. Whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but then we get into I Want It Now.
0: Which I which think is, is the best song,
1: which is kind of like a kind of kind of like the Arcade Fire we just yeah. talked about. Um, it's weird because Les is singing this.
0: He's not. It's you, the guitar player singing on this one.
1: Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So That's why it doesn't kinda, sound like him. Okay. Yeah. It's a. It's sort of a gypsy inspired tune to it. They're I think up. so.
0: Yeah. It's got some weird, really cool, like Western sounding guitars with like a surf guitar solo.
1: Tell me if you heard Joe Biafra in this song. like.
0: Oh, maybe. Like,
1: yeah, like, I kind of heard, like, Joe Biafra being theatrical, you know, like, in Refresh he, like, you know, holding in and, like, Kill the Poor. He's, like, I kind of heard that sort of snark in it.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. it's supposed to be snarky. It's Veruca.
1: Yeah, it's Veruca Salt.
0: Yeah, and, um, I think the song just has the best guitar on the album, which I feel like the guitar is Primus's secret weapon, like, when he's when he's not into it, you can kinda of tell, but it's like he writes really good riffs when when he's feeling it.
1: Yeah, he wanted Golden Goose now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh then we have the Oompa song. another Veruca. Oompa
0: song.
1: Yeah. And uh you know, it's weird because uh, if you remember Vruka does or doesn't she doesn't die, but she goes towards the furnace, which any person would probably uh be burned alive, but not Veruca. there's uh, I guess okay her. Yeah, maybe she got
0: stuck like Augustus in the fudge pipe.
1: And the weird thing we get the Wonka mobile song, which isn't even really a song. It's kind of a, it's kind of instrumental noise track.
0: Yeah, it's then, very similar to the boat ride. Very yeah. Yeah,
1: and then and another Oompa U- U- song. Through, yeah, and like what the fuck Oompa TV? Because uh, Timmy TV, which they really uh they really did the uh, did, did a name that was original there um for Timmy TV remember guys he uh he transports himself through the air to be on tv this tiny and then stretch him out in the taffy room that's what yeah that's a Something. that's such
0: a great line in that like they're just gonna take yeah. him to the taffy room and stretch him out
1: which is creepy as fuck no i love Fine it by me oh yeah it's great um <laughs> uh hold on and i want to make, make sure i think it's not timmy tv i'm trying to actually look at this uh, up who it actually is it's jimmy tv is it i don't know <laughs> um Fuck! Hold on, dude. I gotta look this up. Or look it up, me. Uh, Mike TV. Mike TV. Mike, paid by uh, Paris Themen. Mike TV, and he is still alive. Very cool. (laughs) Um, Sixty-one. He is actually a real estate broker now. Dang. Uh, And hello, uh, welcome
0: to the Wikipedia deep dive podcast. Yeah. My name's Ryan. uh,
1: With with, yeah, with with anyway, moving on. Uh, Then we get into the last song here
0: farewell wonkites which if you'll remember yeah. is actually a throwback to the first track which is called hello wonkites so yeah, isn't that crazy? i mean this album's actually really deep
1: <laughs> yeah uh this is basically a different version of pure imagination
0: yeah the uh, theme shows up and then they kind of jam it a little bit i guess yeah i put
1: i put jam session then that fucked up ending
0: yeah Let's so one thing that really bugs me about this one especially listening to it now because i before we decided to do this episode i just kind of hadn't revisited it i'd listened to it like once or twice when it first came out and i was like nope this is just bad it's bad across the board (laughs) i don't like it um but i finally listened to it like i don't even think i in the two times i listened to it ever listened to it all the way through i was just like i'd usually like hop around and listen to individual songs like nope they're all bad um but this song sounds like a song on Desaturating 7 mixed with a song from one of Les Claypool's solo projects, Purple Onion. Like, so much so that it's like, they were just out of ideas. Like, I guess it came before Desaturating 7, but uh, they turned whatever, like, the idea on this was into an actual cool song later. But, yeah. It's yeah, just, I mean,
1: it's bad. Yeah, it, it, I was like, I was, I was confused about how this was made and why it was made but it was (laughs) there was thought put into it there was packages printed up this was
0: they had a really good marketing campaign too um for the tour before it came out they were selling like specially branded chocolate bars they uh for when you pre-ordered it you got like some albums had a golden ticket in it that i can't remember what you won from it um had a really fancy like deluxe edition um that was supposed to come out after the tour for the album. That would have like a live version of the album with like the more jammed out songs. But they delayed it and ended up turning it into like a DVD with the live versions that also had visuals attached to it. So it's like they put a lot of work into all the stuff surrounding this.
1: It's and it's upsetting that it didn't happen. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's upsetting this album happened probably to you because I I would have been upset uh, if I were. To- Huge Primus fan that I was looking forward to something as crazy as this, and it's exactly what you thought it might be in a bad way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if you imagine Primus making a Willy Wonka cover album, it sounds exactly like this in your head. So now you get it, and it's kind of like, a, oh. Uh, but also, so in your... original oh, band gets back together, and they release actual songs. They get one, two, three, four five six it's basically a six song album because i'm not going to count the intro i'm not going to count the outro i'm not going <laughs> to count the weird noise tracks i'm counting the oompa loompa tracks as one track like, yeah you get almost <laughs> no original music on this thing
1: and that's upsetting you want that's yeah so thanks a lot Primus. um yeah. this is uh how many albums have Primus released? like 20
0: 20 they're now? getting up there um let me see i'm counting it off quietly so remember to cut this out later
1: yeah. oh sure yeah there you go I see you moving your fingers.
0: I think they're at like eight with a decent amount of EPs as well.
1: Okay. All right. And this is, are you counting this one? Yeah. Okay. So it's the very bottom of the eight. Oh, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's bottom, no matter how many albums they've actually released. It's terrible.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, that was our episode on, um, on, on bad themes.
0: Yeah. It was, it was nice to kind of, uh, uh, you know, be negative.
1: Yeah, because usually we do an episode where we're just sucking the band's dick. But we're not doing that. Most of our themes are positive. Yeah, that's true. And I want to show you Uh,
0: things that I like. Yeah. And this isn't one of them, but it's nice to kind of uh, be able to vent a little bit. Because there's not going to be a lot of people who are going to be willing to listen to me (laughs) bitch about a Primus album in my Yeah. My expectations for it, they're usually just like, I don't know who Primus is. And it's like, but they did these songs. They're like, I who?
1: I think everyone who's played Tony on or 1 knows who Primus are at least. You would hope so. Yeah. Um, I think it's time for us to choose a different theme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go into the hat and I'll pick one out. Okay. Uh, ooh. This theme is them's fighting words. Ooh, yeah. So I'm excited about this one already. I got I got a few, um, in mind. So uh, I, I'm not saying that the that this um next uh Breakthrough night podcast will be aggressive, but I'm, i mean that's kind of the theme. Them's it might be a little
0: words. aggressive.
1: I got I got like six or 7 to come to head. But I, I had to parse it I down. I think
0: so far one has popped in my head.
1: Okay.
0: I'm trying to. Um, this is a this will be a good theme to to get cute with i think
1: okay <laughs> all right. yeah all right um so uh that's the next uh that's the next uh, theme i yeah. think what else do you have gone pal
0: at the moment not very much but my band smell with a question mark did the theme songs the intro and the outro songs for this podcast um All of our music is free. Uh, It's on Bandcamp at smell.bandcamp.com So, go download some free music if you'd like. What about you?
1: um, I do another podcast weekly called Movies That Don't Suck and Some That Do. Uh, We do two movies and there's a new segment which gets longer or shorter depending on how long we did my co-host is on uh, news. Uh, We do two new movies a week generally. Um, A theater's about to reopen, so we'll be uh, talking about stuff that's in theaters pretty soon Um, of course we encourage everyone to follow social distancing and um, COVID safe measures if they're going to go to the theater go to Uh, a
0: theater that has good protocols yeah shout out to Screenland Armor
1: yeah Screenland awesome Um, and so yeah I do that every week and they're found everywhere you can find podcasts including everywhere you find this podcast they can be found there and vice versa and what is the Um, name of it? movies that don't suck and some that do so yeah uh i hope you guys liked our last episode where we did a where we did um, our record night with the record night podcast yeah our pre-
0: collab episode yeah i had a lot of fun that
1: was yeah it was a lot of fun it was really long i remember having to pee and i was really fucking drunk by the end of it <laughs> um but, but uh yeah this uh, i didn't get drunk in this record i only had two beers Okay. that's good did you, did you finish every your spitzer
0: yeah like i said it's super crushable it's like tiny okay. as well
1: uh, oh yeah yeah it's, it's like, like a, a sip okay yeah it's yeah. red bull it's like sized a, or it's you know when were you kidding you get pretty sunny, you just suck it up and just like in
0: oh yeah. yeah
1: yeah i was like there's never destroy
0: enough it. no
1: yeah it's no. enough
0: you're for like, like a mouthful of juice yeah and it's like i'm more yeah. thirsty than that
1: yeah and I, I there was a time when i'm gonna you know, get a tracker but there was a time when Red Bull actually sold bottles, um, not Red Bull, Capri Sun sold bottles like for an appropriate size of Capri Sun, but then I realized after drinking that entire bottle, you get a tummy ache. Uh-huh. So the reason why the pouches are so small is because otherwise you just get sick of it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Damn, you figured I figured it out. Yeah, yeah I did you figure it out. You
0: the case. The FBI is coming after you now.
1: You can reach us online um. <laughs> 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 record night pod at gmail.com
0: yeah or uh, on have, our instagram at record night pod
1: uh we have facebook at facebook.com slash record night um what, uh the way that we do episodes the uh, descriptions of those is kind of different Facebook is kind of my flavor uh and um Instagram is sort of Ryan's flavor yeah so uh a so, nacho
0: cheese and cool ranch kind of situation
1: yeah 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 I mean they're, they're both good. And sometimes they're good together. Yeah. So, <laughs> so But um, if you have any ideas for themes
0: that you maybe want us to try out or your own opinions on themes that we've done, like what I don't know, what's the worst band by your favorite artist? Yeah, yeah. There I feel like everybody has one of those. Like just mm-hmm. this album I was really looking forward to just sucked. Sucked the yeah. big ones. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, like in uh I, I think you and I we, we these bands are still making vital music by the Mm -hmm. time they came out. So it's not like oh I've heard this one is bad. No. We know from experience by listening to it and being excited about it, that it's bad. Yeah. You know? Uh but but yeah. Uh next episode record night. Yeah. (laughs) This next episode will probably be much more uh positive in a way that we think these probably I'm gonna pick a good record for this like game.
0: I think I am too. I've written one down already.
1: Alright, Well, uh, that—that's record night. I'm Chris,
0: and I'm Ryan. We'll see you next time.